want to welcome all of our listeners to another episode of Minority Report with Eric and Carell. Each episode, we talk with leaders in business, tech, media, and joining us today is Kiana Estevez, founder of Isle Mine. Let's jump in and get to know Kiana. Kiana, welcome. How are you? Hello. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you both for just giving me a beautiful space to just share my story and what I'm working on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question, you know, just about about you and your family and your background. Tell us a little bit about your family and growing up. Okay. I love my beautiful mother. (laughs) So my mom, she immigrated from the Dominican Republic before I was born. And she actually got a job as a chef at a preschool because it came with free childcare for me. Very smart. Mm-hmm. And she did not speak a word of English, walked into a kitchen and day one, single-handedly prepping breakfast and lunch for 300 faculty and students. And that was the first seed of Food and Connection. And it's what allowed me to begin that question of what is the role of food? It's more than just something that's nourishing me, getting me through the day and the resiliency that my mom had in changing her career, sacrificing everything to provide opportunity for me and to give me a life that came with decision, that came with opportunity. And that strength has molded me into the woman that I am today. And I I joke around with her. We call it the return of resiliency that is like the immigrant investment as a parent. (laughs) And from there, as I continued growing older, I knew that I wanted to do something that could bring people together and didn't really know what that was going to be. And going into COVID when I was initially laid off, there was just this dark cloud hanging over me. It was the first time that I wasn't on autopilot, that I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I moved back home, going through heartbreak at the same time. And I realized that I just wasn't taking care of myself. There was just such a lack of self-care, self-love, and self-trust for Kiana. And I was like, well, you know what? It's kind of awkward making friends right now and double that during a pandemic. So like, what can I do? So I just started a little food blog where I was just reaching out to chefs, same how I reached out to you, reaching out to the chefs saying, I just want to share your story. I want to bring your diversity out um, into the world. I want to spotlight it. And we started getting some traction and I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of neat. What can I do next? And we started hosting virtual cooking classes every Sunday. And there was just this like unnameable synergy that was happening in the classroom where connecting with these chefs and hearing how much of an art it truly is for them to share their dishes. I was like, I want to continue this. I want to magnify this. I want to amplify what I'm doing. And 
anything that I've truly learned in this process is that your business is like a mirror reflection of who you are with your principles and your values. So similar to what I've done in the past, I was like, okay, we're going to like shape this, you know, corporate diversity into like a corporate nice package that I can sell to businesses. And there was still like that ethos, like that emotion was missing. Like I'm a person that's just filled with energy and passion and I want to give that to the world. And my just aisle mind wasn't doing that. So then from there, we took that little bit of a shift and it was with myself as well. And I want to be discovery marketplace. I want to find these home cooks, these student chefs, these up and coming food curators and give them a place to share their food and share their stories. Or it's the person that thought they hung up their apron and are now back in the kitchen because they want to rediscover that love and that skill of cooking. So tell us a little bit about Isle Mine. So what Isle Mine does is we just offer unique ways of promoting cultural diversity while bringing people together and the simplicity of breaking bread, making connection. And all of our cooking classes are actually done virtually. Cool. That's great. And, so like, especially being able to connect with so many people, that's that's got to be a, a great way to do that. You know, before you started that, you know, tell us a little bit about your career path and, you know, how did you sort of get started? So I've actually been in hospitality for about nine and a half years from amusement parks to restaurants. And then when I graduated, I went into the sports event world and I got to see a World Series. I was the youngest department head at my account. We're in Boston, Red Sox, about as sports culture as it can get. And then as I was on my journey there, there was always a judgment that was sort of like my North Star in my career that the more success you have, you'll be able to outrun racism. You'll be able to outrun ignorance. And I was wrong. I unfortunately had an experience at work where a small-minded client believed that his power and money bought him a place where he could, you know, say his words and express them in a not great way. And I got to fully experience what corporate culture does when these situations come to fruition. And I, I was traumatized. I just felt alone. I felt unsafe at work. And it was something that I never thought would happen. It's not something they train you in, in senior year of high school, senior year of college. These conversations aren't happening. And I left, I had to leave. And for me, work is my drug. And I just kept going and I jumped into restaurant tech and I jumped headfirst into the company that I was working for. And it wasn't until I was laid off that it all just hit me like a truck because I was just fueling that trauma and pain with next, next step, next career success, next career success. And I wasn't able to face those judgments that were my gremlins. I call it my gremlins. (laughs) Those those thoughts that you have when you're just like, this isn't me. So I just name it my little gremlin. I acknowledge her. Gwen is here. 
we acknowledged her and then we tell her to keep it pushing. If you could go back, Kiana, and, and thinking about that unfortunate situation that you went through, if you can go back and handle it differently, right? Like I think part of the positive in it is you came out, like you have your own business now, right? But the negative part, I think also too, as you just said, you just you just kept trying to like fuel or, or do something different to sort of block it out. Would you handle that situation differently if you could do it again? I wouldn't change the situation. I would change how I treated myself. Oh, I, I blamed me. I blamed Kiana for doing her job. I blamed Kiana for following the rules and for not allowing myself the time to process it, to acknowledge that it's okay to have trauma. You know, grief is an evolution. It's such a cycle. And I didn't give myself the true space to do that. Mm -hmm. You're still writing the story of Isle Mine, obviously, but is is it your your greatest accomplishment that you're most proud of in, in the business world to date? Yeah, I would say so. Starting a business during a pandemic I'm told it's like pretty ballsy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) And you should be celebrated for doing it too. And I think the most beautiful part of this process has been this beautiful community that is coming to light and just being able to give others something that I would have loved to have, would have loved to have as a resource, as a place of acceptance. Mm. Mm. What excites you about the future of your business? That we are entering the food healing space and I'm going to be, I am one badass Latinx female founder who is breaking every single stereotype in the book. The way I lead my team, the way that we are bringing people together with our events, and that we are a marketplace that people will want to enjoy as an experience and also putting themselves out there and stepping outside of their comfort zone. Kiana, did you have any folks that like helped you along your career or anyone that sort of mentored you or worked with you? And if so, what are their names and how are you working with others? Oh, we love my mentors. We are so grateful for my mentors. Oh my goodness. On the female side, her name is Sarah Castle. She is in the DEI space, has been in that space for years. I actually met her on my second round interview of my last job. Before they even moved me on, they were like, listen, speak to this woman on our culture. You will never go through that experience again here. And she has not only been a mentor, a friend, and a coach, she is one of those people that is a natural light. And I have the privilege of sharing this journey with male side, Demetrius Frazier and met him at Toast from Sarah. And we're all givers. And we are fueled to 
changed society. And he has taught me one of the greatest lessons that, you know, you choose to see what you want to see. And anyone who's been through as much pain and has continued to overcome and to move forward and to give back to his community as a Black man, it's it's just inspiring. So whenever I'm stuck and, you know, I'm in, I'm just beginning my journey of, you know, self-love and the strength of following my intuition. I just ask, you know, what would Sarah do? What would Demetrius do? Yeah. Um, you mentioned inspiring, you know, you're, you're working with, you know, tastes of the world and cuisines and chefs, you know, how is food inspiring mm-hmm. you and how is food and people coming together, bring that all, you know, together? By the way, yeah. I'll- I'm getting hungry now. (laughs) The million dollar question. Food, real food, to me nourishes you. Cooking food allows you to nourish and sharpen a tool that can help you get through your most grateful days where you close your laptop, you celebrate, you make a nice mocktail at 12 p.m. And then on the other spectrum, when it's a low of low and you just have to be graceful and take it one hour at a time, making yourself that same mocktail and just being present with yourself. And there is this mindfulness that is so unspoken of in the kitchen. And it's truly, it's unnameable. And that's why it hasn't had its spotlight. And that's what we want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Earlier on, Kiana, you defined yourself as Latinx. For the audience out there, I want to use this as a moment of of some education as well too, right? For the audience out there, what does Latinx mean? What does that mean? In Kiana terms. (laughs) (laughs) For I mean, for me, like Latinx is just like the appropriate way to like represent your culture, and you know, it's, it's something that's a greater part of us. It's just I'm not big on labels, to be quite honest, because I think it's a bit of a cop. It can be a cop out for some people to confine themselves, and. I've always actually struggled with my identity. So actually hearing myself say Latinx, there is a beauty that comes from that because when you are working on yourself and you begin to accept some of those dark wounds and trauma and experiences that we've touched on, you look in the mirror and it's just like, it's you. Like you've had everything you needed the whole time. And if the Latin X term of just leaning into the Hispanic culture, if that helps you tap into your identity, even by 2%, then it's doing its job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I drop a, listen, I want to wish you and everyone listening and a happy Hispanic Heritage Month too. So (laughs) celebrate, celebrate. Yes, yes, we're here, we're here. We love it. We absolutely love it. (laughs) What advice would you give to 
that Latinx woman that's out there right now that's listening to this podcast that's thinking about starting their own business? Praise yourself. Latinx women, we wear so many hats. Growing up, I saw my mother working three jobs, still providing everything. And I'm like, if this woman can have three jobs, raise two kids, I can damn well start a business and just take a step. Like even if it's just writing it down on a notepad, a sheet of paper of what you've done in the last year, it is such simple things. And, you know, I'll be pretty honest for me, when it comes to gratitude, like I remember writing down one day, like I had overdraft protection. It saved me from a bank fee. And love yourself. You have everything you need inside of you. And when you allow your mind and body to connect, there is this energy that will hold you, that will nourish you and will get you through every single moment of pain, of grief, of love, of happiness. It's just experiences. It's what meaning that we give. And that's what we actually have control of. Gotcha. Thank you for that wonderful answer. Now, fun question I love asking every guest that we have on the podcast. Give me the top three apps that you use on your phone and you cannot name email, calendar, or text messaging. So easy. Fitbit. (laughs) Fitbit is my life. All right. Fitbit. You work out a lot? Yes, I'm training for a full marathon next month, actually. My first full. All right. Nice, nice. First full. Spotify. We love Spotify. We love music. And then my newest non-negotiable has been listening to a podcast in the morning with some form of meditation or, you know, overcoming story. So it has to be my podcast app. Okay. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, you didn't say Instagram, which is where I know you use Instagram a lot to promote <laughs> business. And it's where you reached out to us to be on the podcast. So what's up with that? <laughs> Irony. I run yeah. <laughs> a virtual business that was started, that began on social media. And I don't enjoy social media. No. No, it's, I like my energy in real life <laughs> and I have such a hard time staying present and social media just gets me looking at the past, gets me looking at what I should be doing. It's like, no, girl, you are right where you are meant to be. And that is okay. Gotcha. Love it. Gotcha. Love it. That's awesome. Well, Kiana, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We were so excited to, to have you and we're delighted that you spent some time with us. Tell us like where our listeners can actually go spend some time with you, maybe on Instagram and, and get to see what you're up to. How can our listeners stay in touch with you? Staying in touch with our food journey and honestly, Isle Mind has now just become a deeper part of me is you know, follow our Instagram at Isle Mind. And from there, you'll see me on our stories. And then you can also follow me on, on my LinkedIn and Instagram. And again, before we wrap up, thank you so much 
both for having me here, giving me a place to share my story. And even if it's one person that's inspired to either start a business, to go in the kitchen and learn a new recipe, to write themselves a love letter, it's all I can really ask for. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again and everyone for listening. If you want to find more episodes, you can find us where you find all of your audio and video and just search Minority Report Podcasts and look for the logo. Thanks.